Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo has spoken again. And, I, you know, Monty brought this to our attention about the comments that he made over the weekend. You were kind of put off a little about Monty when Giannis spoke to the media at the All-Star game and was saying, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch a lot of basketball. I watch a lot of basketball on TV. I Yeah, but the line that I was like, I don't get that. He's like, I like going into it not knowing who I'm going to play and what they do. And obviously, they're required to watch film. I know that's part of the requirement, part of the team. But the way he said that, he's like, I like going into it not knowing what the other team or the other player is going to do. He said something along those lines. And I was like, what? You need it. I just, like I said to you guys, right, everybody's so good. Yes. You can't. You, you, you can't take, like, a, a, a easy route, even, I'm not saying that, but you need to give it 110% because everybody's so good in the NBA nowadays. What's your edge? This is this is Giannis talking too much. Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> believe, like, I don't believe that he doesn't know who the opponents are. I think that he kind of wants to add to the story. Maybe to your point, the documentary that was done on him, you know, leads into some of that. Uh, I, I think Giannis is very, very genuine. I yes. do. But I do sometimes think that, you know, maybe maybe some of the truth can get out there for the sake of the story, and I think that was the point. So your point, like, to, to say that I don't watch much basketball at the start uh, or when I'm in my off time, not a huge deal. I nope. think when we're doing this job, I know, like, you know, your life is college basketball, but sometimes there may be a game on and you're like, you know, I just kind of, you know, I kind of want to watch this documentary on, you know, World War II or something like that. Sure. Like, you just kind of need to get away and, not everybody is a hoop head. Not everybody is, you know, basketball 24-7. And for Giannis, that's not him. So I understand that. I don't believe what he was saying was true, but I do think that he was trying to add to his story a little bit. Well, isn't that like the charm of the Joker? Is that, remember last last season, he's like, the parade is how many days? Like, he was ready to go back to Serbia and chill for the summer. Yes. So yes. it's like, you know, you, and this is what does drive me crazy about the sports media is one guy can say things and it's the greatest thing in the world and then the the next guy says it, and oh, what does it really mean? And I'm not like criticizing in any way, shape, or form, like what Monsi said, but it's like, I just, it is funny how all this, how all these. But Jokic are. knows his opponents. Jokic just doesn't care about all the hubbub and exactly. all the hype yeah. and stuff oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I see what this is Giannis saying that I that I, you know, we play the Pistons and I don't know who the Pistons are. Like that's that's not true. You might be right, Dan. That he was a bit of a hyperbole yeah. in the sense. I just was like, why would you say that though? It doesn't make me think you're all of a sudden a better player. Correct. At all. Yeah. I just don't get the the point in that. But I do believe he's a genuine guy and I don't think he was trying to get anything out of it. Just in the moment, that's what he said. And and he spoke to the Athletic now in an in-depth piece uh, about what has gone on in Milwaukee and what it, what is so funny with this, and and it it's true to the point, and and where Giannis said what he said, and I'm not trying to defend him, saying that he was lying because he shouldn't be defended in lying, but Giannis does skate a a a lot on any of the issues that are happening in Milwaukee. Like we've never said Giannis is the problem there. What we've said is Adrian Griffin's the problem, Damian Lillard's the problem. Now yep. Doc Rivers is catching some of the heat, and Giannis's numbers would say. All right, Giannis isn't the problem here. But it is an interesting dynamic in how it plays out on who gets the blame where. And specifically in Milwaukee, I mean, Doc Rivers has been there for a cup of coffee and people are already, you know, ripping on him for what he's done. Well, and the, with Giannis, and I like Giannis, but, I mean, that's been his whole career, right? I mean, I can tell you a funny story. I was on air the night that he lost the second time as the MVP, he lost in the bubble in the second round. 
and the and this was before he won the championship. And the default conversation immediately became, where does Giannis have to go to get more help? And it's always Chris Middleton's fault. It's always the opposing, you know, his, his teammates' fault. Now it's Dame Lillard. Now it's Adrian Griffin. Whatever. So it is interesting. Is is he has largely like I, I mean. There was certainly criticism when he won back-to-back MVPs and he couldn't get out of the Eastern Conference Finals, but it does feel almost like a LeBron. When he wins, he gets all the credit, and when he doesn't win, he gets none of the blame. Hadn't really thought of it until this exact moment, but I think that's kind of interesting. You know, there, and it's tough to argue with the numbers that he's putting up. Like, it, like it truly is, and he's he's there. He's and it was even mentioned in this piece on the Athletic on how he's you know toned down and hasn't been shooting as as much threes. But this is what this is what Giannis had to say about why the Bucks, who are third in the East by the way, though have kind of struggled and have have not been cohesive really at any point this season, saying it's quote been hard because so many changes, so many injuries. So many things. A lot of things come up and down. Changes, as I said, game plan structure, all of the BS. We could start from bleeping ownership changed, coach changed, coach changed again, star players changed from Chris being in and out, like so much bleep and bleep. It's just up and down, but we've got to stay together. I don't like to victimize myself. I don't like to feel bad about myself. That's not who I am. Uh, that from Giannis Antetokounmpo in this, this piece in The Athletic. But I think that at some point, if you are the, the star player, it sure would help Damian Lillard and Doc Rivers if Giannis did take some of the blame. You know, in terms of how they navigate it, I just have never understood this this narrative about Doc Rivers and what J.J. Reddick said about Doc Rivers. I'm sorry, there's a, there's a time and place for everything. And because they're, what, three and seven in the, in the ten games that he's coached when he joined them in the middle of a West Coast road trip, I honestly, Aaron, felt like the, the, the change was made when it was to get them through this point. And you know what? Let's figure it out after the All-Star break. Let's just move on from it. But the fact of if you're going to criticize Doc Rivers, it should have nothing to do with the Milwaukee Bucks and what they've done in the 10 games. It's a darn near impossible situation to put the head coach in to just come in and say, all right, fix this immediately, especially midseason. It's probably the toughest thing Doc Rivers has had to do as a head coach. And for some reason, not only are people not giving him slack, they're finding a reason to pile on to Doc Rivers. So let me ask you, because you do follow the NBA on a more close basis than than I do on a day-to-day. Has Doc Rivers made excuses? Like, I don't remember there being – Excuses. I remember there being bad losses. I remember there being blown playoff leads. And I don't remember, like, for example, I think James Harden makes a lot of excuses. I think Ben Simmons makes a lot of excuses. Um, I'm sure there's a coach I could think of. But, like, when I look at Doc Rivers, I think there's been some coaching mishaps. Um, I think he's been put in positions where, you know, he had to rely on Ben Simmons when Ben Simmons clearly was not in the right mental space to to to, to help carry a team to the Eastern Conference Finals as the number one seed. Um, I don't I don't know that I remember excuses, but I you know I could just be misremembering. I, uh, Monty is please, chomping please, at please, the bit. And I want to, <laughs> yeah. Like. So, so some of the things that have happened in the past, and they're not excuses. I agree with you, but when he was presented with the Orlando three and one. Uh, lead that he lost when it was early on in his career. He was like, I was an eighth seed taking on like another a one or two seed. Nobody gives me credit for that, but we were never supposed to win that. So that's something he said. With the Clippers, he was like, Chris Paul was on one leg and like I, he, we barely survived. He could barely play. And so it's never been like that he's giving excuses, but he has 
rationalized as to yeah. why he has blown three and one leads. But I, I agree. I've never thought that he's given excuses. Yeah. But I, I said it yesterday. I don't know what would have changed for JJ Redick if he would have been like, "Yes, it's my fault that we're three and seven. Okay, and then what? Yeah, no, like, like when I look at just the last two blown three-one series leads. One, first of all, I know it's only one game, but James Harden is the fifty million dollar a year guy, and he went I think three for nineteen in Game Seven while Jason Tatum was dropping fifty, and they're <laughs> supposed to be peers and equals. And then James Harden, by the way, immediately goes to the podium and throws Doc Rivers under the bus, and it was clear that he didn't want to be in Philly. The last 3-1 series lead, Ben Simmons was afraid to shoot the basketball. <laughs> what is Doc Rivers supposed to do? So is that an excuse? Or, I don't know, how about the rest of Ben Simmons' career? That seems like a legitimate reason to me. Go ahead. Uh, no, we we have what J.J. Redick had to say uh, about Doc Rivers, and this is some of the comments that we were referring to from a few days earlier on his podcast. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm -hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no, there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never say. accountability. JJ Reddick, that was on first take. A, a correction on on where the audio came from, and that was recently of of him. Yeah, again, no, no credibility or accountability is the is the word that he says that Doc Rivers has. If Doc Rivers says that half the team was ready to go to Cabo prior to the All Star break, that's believable. Like like yeah. I, I like I I get it. I just don't understand. Why we are piling on? How about how about the 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 Milwaukee Bucks players taking some accountability for maybe why Adrian Griffin didn't work out? Uh, Giannis had talked about in this piece how yeah. so much was going on, and now he's trying to draw to draw up plays. Like there is some responsibility that needs to be you know bared by a lot of these players and everybody involved, and maybe Adrian Griffin ends up taking the majority of it, but it's not 100%. Even if it's 90-10, there's got to be a little bit on the players for maybe why things didn't work out. And if you want to criticize Doc Rivers for anything in this whole situation, don't do it in the first 10 games as he's learning about this team on the fly. This is actually now the time where they need to learn and they need to figure stuff out. And the numbers that were pointed out in the piece is that the Bucs are actually better defensively than they have been over these 10 games than earlier in the season. Their offense has maybe taken a little bit of a step back. That's all a learning curve. It's something they'll need to get straightened out in this, you know, this stretch run before the playoffs. But if you want to criticize Doc Rivers, don't criticize him for that. Criticize him for being the advisor to Adrian Griffin, and then when Adrian Griffin moves out the door, Doc Rivers comes in and, and ends up taking over the gig. Like, if there was anything. And Milwaukee is probably saying, heck, who's most familiar with our team that would have the experience that would maybe try to lead us to a playoffs makes Doc Rivers the obvious candidate. I'm not saying Doc is right or wrong for taking the job, but if there was anything that you thought that Doc could be criticized for or been fishy about or be skeptical about, maybe that would be it, not to the three and seven start that they've had since he's taken over. Well, and I think to your, to your point at the beginning is like, and this goes to what I said a minute ago, is like there are just certain guys that the media loves and everything they do is the greatest thing. And there are certain guys that, you know, like I'm trying to think of an example of, I don't think there are a lot of like 
NBA coaches that are like revered and loved. Um, but like, I've, I kind of feel like if Popovich was like, well, or like, like if Steve Kerr was like, and by the way, Steve Kerr's obviously won more championships. I get it. But if he was like, my guys were in Cabo, I don't, I don't even know what just happened right there. Like, we'd be like, wow, that's really insightful. Like that, that, and we do a whole segment on what does it really mean? Are the Warriors locked in? Whatever. But because it's Doc Rivers, it becomes an indictment on Doc Rivers. The example I always use, there was a story like, and this is not the most like topical or relevant thing, but remember when Russell Wilson got to Denver and like, there was a story about like, he has his own office in the facility. It's like, what does that mean about his role in the locker room? It's like, I think that's a good thing. And by the way, yeah. <laughs> if, if Joe Burrow had a, had his own office in the facility, he'd be like, oh my God, Joe Burrow cares more than anybody. He is so committed. And so it's like, I kind of feel like it's a double standard with Doc, where it's like, People have decided they don't like him for whatever reason, and now everything he says and everything he does is going to be picked apart. Yeah, yeah. Steve Kerr said it. Tom Thibodeau said it. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, hey, Tibbs is look, locked in. Yeah, look wow. at that. Wow, he's grinding film while his players are out doing whatever. It's Putting like, the NBA players in check. Look at that. Good for him. 